0: At SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on
1: SAFM. We're going to stay with the idea of uh, parents and their children, but in particular, we're going to look at uh, people who are on the front line—healthcare providers. There's an opportunity for them to get uh, national scholarships and be part of a national scholarship program. The project is called—it's the Valencia Institute—and on the line with us. We have Rob Paddock, who is the founder and CEO of the Valencia Institute. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Michelle. So talk to us about the one-year scholarship program that uh, the Valencia Institute is offering
0: yes absolutely so the Valencia institute is a global private online high school yeah. so we have an, an, an entire high school experience online and this this was in place before of course this entire pandemic hit yeah. now michelle one of the things that we are just so acutely aware of in south africa and, in, and indeed globally is that our healthcare workers are the individuals that are really putting themselves on the line and one of the challenging things that we've seen for healthcare workers is not only ha- do they put themselves on the line but the families that they come home to every day uh, their chance of exposure is also increased. So one of the things that, that we're offering in response to this is to create a safer and more intimate opportunity for the children of healthcare workers yeah. to continue with their studies without having to go back into the school system and increase the, the chances of transmission. So we've stood up a one-year healthcare scholarship program at the yeah. Valencia Institute. It's a fully one-year, full tuition-free high school experience worth at least 60,000 rand. And wow. We're offering a number of these scholarships to healthcare workers around South Africa.
1: So, Rob, um, if you talk about the online experience that that the the young kids who who are part of the Valencia Institute get involved in or experience, take us through uh, what a day in the life of a child at the Valencia Institute would be.
0: Absolutely. So, first and foremost, students start as part of a cohesive student cohort. Um, There are rich and deep friendships that have been forged already in the time that our students have been studying with us. They start off on a Monday morning with a group assembly where they're with their principal, um, and they'll be talking about matters relating to um, personal development and, and growth. Um, they will move pretty swiftly then into a series of online activities that they would complete what we would call kind of asynchronously. So that would include things like video lectures, um, interactive animations, graphics, and and much more. And then they have a series of what we call live classes. So this is a live video conference type environment, but built specifically for educator, for, for education and facilitated by online specialists. So students are put into groups of roughly about 20 students and they engage in these small tutorial groups with a strong focus on application. So yeah. to give you a sense, Michelle, in the course of the day, they'll spend somewhere between about four and five hours in these live classrooms and the remainder of the of academic day will be spent in this more asynchronous video lectures, um, notes and so on. It's a wonderfully cohesive um, student body. we've uh, We've managed to separate out the the support roles to have subject matter experts as facilitators. There's a whole team of dedicated mentors who are uh, come from an education psychology or counselling background, who are working with you on personal development. A separate team for technical support, and so this is a purpose built online experience, which just makes it makes an incredible difference to to the the quality of the experience.
1: So Rob, you know, um I was talking to a friend yesterday whose child is um being homeschooled online and one of the things she said is what a what a relief that they had a computer for their child because obviously LB. her and her partner are having to work from home. They're very fortunate that they can do that, but it's extremely tough um for, for people who A may not be working from home. I mean we're talking about healthcare workers for example, mm. or healthcare providers. How do we deal with that? Are you expecting um, the people who have their children on, at the Valencia Institute to provide their own computers as well?
0: We do. So for our fee-paying students, we, we do. Yeah. Um, we have a project in Mitchell's Plain at the moment, which is very exciting, where we've got 28 learners who are studying entirely via, via this, this high-touch, socially-rich online learning experience. Um, and Michelle, the, the results have been absolutely remarkable. In that case, what we've done is we've set up a separate not-for-profit foundation. We funded it. Um, the students have got um, their laptops paid for, their tuition paid for, their um, data and internet access paid for. But I really think that one of the things, one of the experiences that um, that COVID and this pandemic has brought us, is an absolute necessity to look at the digital divide, which exists in our country and indeed every other country in the world. Yeah, we we've got to start thinking differently about where we deploy. Our education capital, and it's not. I'm afraid the answer is not just build more schools. We're yeah. not able to build schools fast enough to deal with the, with the swelling youth population. Yeah. And we're certainly not able to capacitate it with high quality teachers. So there's a um, we I could we could have a very long conversation about about this, but there's uh, I guess a summary would be that there's reason to be hopeful that's with with um, with purpose-built online education, we are able to achieve remarkable results even in low socioeconomic brackets.
1: So, so very briefly, just uh, how would, would that work?
0: Um, so, with, with the, with, so what we've got at the moment is a program in Mitchell's Plain that we're running yeah. where students are studying entirely online, but it's with this purpose-built online program. Okay. now if you think about where education capital is allocated i mean to give you a sense in the western cape alone we need to build 22 new schools per year just to deal with the with the growing youth population we've got budget for about five and we realistically end up building about four okay so each one of these schools costs somewhere between 40 and eighty eighty million 80 million rand in order to build i mean the the build the, the process of getting a site um, allocating the capital, um, so, uh, bu- building up the process, of capacitating it with staff and so on. Michelle, this is a very, very big deal and I'm, I'm not, certainly not pointing fingers at the education department, it's a difficult job. But if we have to start thinking differently about how to educate this this growing youth population. Yeah. By my estimation, the only answer is some sort of merge with digital, and that doesn't necessarily need to mean that it needs to be fully online. It could be a blended learning experience where yeah. students are still coming into a physical space, but it doesn't have to be a full school. These can be converted community halls. These yeah. can be um, underutilized church areas, but um, that, that as long as you provide them with high-speed internet and and computers the the real The real beauty of online education is that it can link the the world not just the country but the world's best teachers with the students who need it most, regardless of their geographic location and This is one of the biggest issues we have in in our education system. we can't get enough good teachers to live and work in the areas that need them the most. They get absorbed into the private sector they get sucked into urban metropolitan centres as yeah. soon as you become a more competent teacher, you get sucked out of. The areas that quite, that quite frankly need them the most, and unless we start thinking about how to how to um, how to link teachers and students digitally, I, by my estimation, we're on a losing losing wicket.
1: Rob, if uh, someone is a healthcare provider, a healthcare worker, at this time, uh, how did they get hold of you? How did they find out about that one year scholarship program?
0: Brilliant. So please, for all the healthcare providers out there, please send an email to us at admissions at Institute.com. valentia institute is v-a-l-e-n-t-u-r-e-i-n-s-t-i-t-u-t-e so the admissions at Institute.com with the subject line healthcare scholarship program what we'll need from from anyone who's listening please is a copy of your of your child's uh, school later school report um, your child's birth certificate and or id documents and your healthcare providers, your active HPCSA registration number. If you provide us with that, we'll get immediately in, in contact with you and we'll start
1: the process. Fantastic. That's Rob Paddock, founder and CEO of Valencia Institute. And let's just uh, give you those details again. The email address is admissions at valenciainstitute.com. And that is for all healthcare workers. There's a scholarship, a one-year scholarship program for children if uh, their parents are healthcare providers. You do need to be able to provide the proof of being a healthcare worker, and certainly your child's um, school details as well. So it's important that you follow those regulations. Otherwise, you'll just be thrown out. And so make sure that you do do that. It's eight twenty-six. Big Fat Juicy. The choice is yours.